Welcome to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. Hello, I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. And it has been, again, a couple of weeks <laughs> since we recorded last, which, Nathan, I don't think we should make a habit of doing this. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. I would like to speed up the, the time in between. It's it's all good. We at least have a good reason this time. Of course, you being in the capital of murder mysteries, basically, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. If... I would definitely agree. Okay. London, England, to be clear. Yes, it has been wild. I have not been murdered yet, nor seen any. So oh, okay. I think we're we're doing all right so far. There are no people in Victorian era dress that are running through the streets screaming bloody murder. Not yet. <laughs> I've been keeping my eye out for Sherlock Holmes, but I haven't seen him. Maybe I'll go try to knock on his door in two two one B. We'll see if he's home. Does it exist? It does. Asterisk. <laughs> there's a spot on Baker Street where there's a museum and a replica of one of the apartments from the old 1980s Sherlock uh, show. Um, but it's technically not 221B, but there's statues there and you can go in and stuff. Would recommend the museum, would recommend the gift shop thus. Man. <laughs> but enough about that. Uh, I believe uh, a recap would be wonderful and helpful. Uh, Nathan, would you like to re- recap some stuff? Oh yeah. Okay. So we got, we got a lot. So, um, last episode, you were able to play through two loops, preventing Nellie, the ex-wife, from burning the ship in the Viking exhibit, discovering a drugged attendant in the cloakroom, confronting Julian, the son of Professor Turton's friends, outside a replica temple with a now-missing serpent statue that his parents found, finding fake blood on Etienne's body, and preventing his death in one of the loops. Once again, interacting with Kira, the donor who was sneaking out of Etienne's office, Margaret, the explorer who found the artifact, Gavril, the head of security who has a heart attack at around 8.30, and Genevieve, who you startled in the statuary gardens after the death. And of course, most recently, freeing a woman who was locked in a closet in the jungle. In fact, we're going to slip back into that moment if that's okay. Yes, please. For just a split second. You open the door, she sees you, you unbind her from the ropes and whatnot. Um, she runs into your arms, uh, saying, Elliot, Elliot, thank you, thank you, you're here. She's crying, and again tells you what you already know, that she was attacked from behind, so she didn't see who attacked her um, when she went into the jungle. As she finishes her sentence, an explosive shockwave rips across the room, and for a moment, you register burning, shattering, and then white. Ooh. And you're back on the staircase. Ooh, okay. Well, I, I have a list of a few mysteries just before the start of this loop. Here are a couple of things that I'm mm-hmm. looking out for. That specifically, the shattering of glass and a white flash, it sounds like there's something to this time loop mechanic that is more than just an arbitrary point. So something is happening at 9 o'clock about? Is that when it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm curious about that. Um, of course... Other mysteries being who took the Sanguine Serpent, who took the Sumerian Sundial, that was missing at 1.2, right? <laughs> yep. Um, who knocked out the coat check person with some sort of uh, knockout gas thing? Or what, what do you call that arsenic? No, that kills people. 
ammonia. Chloroform. Uh, yeah, chloroform. There we go. Um, it's probably a good thing that I don't know much of the specifics of how to <laughs> uh, how to knock people out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who killed Etienne in this last loop? Who attempted to kill Etienne because I saved him? Perhaps the same person who knocked out the coat check person treated the the laundry carts um, and knew of his attempt to jump from the roof. And then also, if I recall, Genevieve in the statuary garden reaches behind a statue, picks up a bag, reaches into her dress and disappeared? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Genevieve is breaking the rules of the game. Uh, I got to figure out <laughs> what the heck she's doing. Um, and yeah. And then who was the lady I just freed from the closet? Uh, that's another <laughs> another mystery. <laughs> Um, but as the loop starts, time is of the essence. I have a lot of competing priorities, but I think the first thing I want to do is unceremoniously run to the coat check. Okay, so you turn around, you run straight for the coat check. Um, are you looking for anything particular? What are you keeping your eyes out for? If I see the coat room, uh, cloakroom attendant still alive and well, I want to kind of hide maybe around the, the dinosaur skeleton. Mm. Uh, if I don't see the attendant, then I'll observe closer. You don't see the attendant when you walk into the cloakroom. He is seems to be already down. Already knocked out on the ground. Yep. So you peek over the desk and he is indeed out um, breathing kind of heavily. When you found him, he was breathing much slower. So it seemed it seems as if this he hasn't recent. been knocked out for as long as time. But it's pre-time yeah. loop. Dang it. Or or maybe it was post-time loop, but I didn't run fast enough. <laughs> Nathan, do I need to explain how fast I was running? Would that mean that I got there quick enough? It would not mean that you got there quick enough. So that yeah, you you won't you won't see the tendon up. Sure. With this time loop. Okay. Um, I'm going to just like once over the room. Is there anyone who's absconding or moving that laundry cart? Uh, the laundry cart is already there. The rock one? The the rock one, yes. So the one with the one with the soft foam is already in the corner. There is already a different laundry cart um, in the atrium outside. So this is the, the cloakroom attendant, which means that he could have been knocked out so someone could reach into a, a coat and steal something, but I don't know of any thing that could have been stolen, at least not yet. So my working theory is that someone knocked them out to trade the carts. I don't know that for sure, mm. just because the, the cart is kind of behind the cloakroom or in the cloakroom. Yeah, it's in the cloakroom. It's in view of the attendant. It's in view of the attendant. Okay, so so that maybe lends some support to that theory. I'm going to prop the dude up and make sure that he's not dying or whatever. Um, but uh, okay. I have bigger fries to fish. Okay, there is the handkerchief still on him. Oh, um, uh, if this is a point-and-click adventure game, uh, I hover over this. It's highlighted. I want to take this without <laughs> knocking out myself. Boom. Is, is, is you it are okay? able to carefully... Okay put it into your pocket so it is in your inventory now part of me just wants to make 
you have to really struggle to figure out what exactly <laughs> happens if I just knock out random people. <laughs> and then you have to like, wait, if he doesn't go there to meet oh. them, how would he go there? Knock out every Gonna person one by one. In about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the ambulance never comes. Looking at you, Margaret. That's another thing on my mystery list. Yeah. If you knock out everyone at the gala, I guess no one dies. <laughs> this, I, so, this feels like the ending of the game Overboard. There's an ending of Overboard yes. where you can be like, you know what? I'll just kill everyone. That's that's the true ending of this exhibit. If you can kill everyone. <laughs> Best ending. <laughs> I'm the murderer. I can be the murderer. The murderer was the <laughs> friends we met alone. <laughs> so... This loop around, instead of trying to prevent, I'm going to try to learn. So I'm not going to switch the carts. Um, I'm also probably not going to do anything okay. about the, the arsony, that arsonry. Arsony or arsonry? Ar- yeah, arsonry. Arson. I'm not going to do anything about the arson in the Viking exhibit, which okay. means I need to figure out what's my next priority. As a, a detective aside, Etienne, there's clearly something going on with... Uh, a faked death mm-hmm. that turned real death um, due to the fact that there is a foam cart prepared, there was the fake blood. But also, when I saw that, when I switched the carts, Margaret and Gavrel were the two people that were most keen on me not getting close to the body. And Margaret was the one who said, I definitely called an ambulance or police or whatever it was. And they, you you made a point of telling me they didn't show up. So I I think Margaret is at least in on the first plan. And Gavarel might be as well. These are very good thoughts. Thank you. Very good asides. I just needed validation. <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk back into the, the, the gala room. Um, and I'm looking out for where Gavarel is. Uh, if he's around. Okay. You don't see him at the moment it's about you look at your pocket watson it's about 7 16 um i didn't even consider i can look at the time with the pocket watson <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a pocket watch and a helper wow. so yeah so julian is sitting at your table along with genevieve and kira um you see uh margaret up by the podium fiddling with things the string bands playing um you don't see etienne or nelly or gavril Okay. Well, I think I know that Nellie is in the jungle right now from where I saw her in the previous loop. Oh, well, actually, that might have been a little later. Hmm. That, thinking back, it was definitely after. You remember uh, her interrupting Etienne's speech and that being oh. your first interac- introduction to her. Okay. Glancing around the room, do I see the lady who's knocked out in the closet? Nope. You or not knocked out, but... Can take a few minutes. Yeah. You don't see anyone who matches the clothes that she was wearing or her description. I think I'll sit down at my table. You sit down at the table. Uh, Julian and Kira both greet you. Genevieve pats your arm like, where have you been? Um, But at that moment, Etienne comes to the stage, starts giving a speech. Um, He adjusts his bow tie, takes off his glasses, um, and you can hear the speech again if you'd like, or it's not super important but it is the air as an option i would like to hear some of the the speech again specifically i'm looking for 
the the tone of the speech is it haughty is it proud is it nervous it doesn't feel nervous at all it feels proud very presentational uh over affectionate thank you thank you all for being here it is my great pleasure to welcome you to the museum of curiosity and discovery solstice gala so it's very like flamboyant out there it does not seem like a man who is going to fall in a few uh, in like an hour so mm-hmm. at the table i want to ask kira after the speech is over uh just a little bit more about etienne because i recall i was previously told by julian uh that etienne's a cheapskate so i want to ask kira a little bit more about his his financial situation his the way he handles his his affairs. Mm. She's a gossip. She is, yes. Hmm. Well, let's just say Etienne's museum wasn't always doing so well. This little gala he started uh, wasn't here a few years ago. He there's rumors abounding about other areas of the history and artifact realm that he's been dabbling in of course i haven't seen anything and of course i'm sure you have nothing to share more on that as well and i won't have heard it from you hmm interesting well how familiar are you professor with the revenant um uh, a groundbreaking role for Leonardo DiCaprio, and <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Which revenant? <sighs> she sighs, folds her arm. Um, at that moment, you recall through the magic of time that you found a note on the body in the first loop, signed from the revenant. Oh my gosh! Ah, uh, yeah, no, that was completely gone from this old noggin. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. <laughs> so you mentioned this to me. Should I tell her that I did once see the name on a note? Uh, for, no, I'm I'm gonna try to egg her on, say whatever gets her to say more. Be like, oh, surely you mean such and such. I don't know. Mm, she kind of backs off when she gets the sense you don't super know what you're talking about, but you get this. You get the idea that the revenant is some sort of black market group. Um, who she apparently believes Etienne was dabbling in. Don't know what, how, but thus. So they're like illicit traders of historical goods? Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. Well, that's that's the first motive <laughs> I think I've found besides just <laughs> general distaste. Was he in debt to them? Because she said that, or is she working? Is he working with them now? Because she said the museum didn't used to have galas. I can only say what I've heard, but rumors are that he was working with them recently. I don't know how it's going at the moment, but hmm. All right, what to do with this information? Another point of interest. I'm sitting next to mysterious Miss Genevieve. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm going to make a motion to like sneeze and I'm going to reach into her pocket <laughs> to grab a tissue, like, in a in a frantic, like try to make it look like a frantic, like 
grab something, grab something. Okay. Because okay, I don't think I can gotcha. be subtle about this. Okay. This is so stupid. This is a um, bad idea. <laughs> so you sneeze, you <clears throat> pat yourself down, you pat, you like reach, pat her pocket, and she's like, oh, Elliot slaps you, but you do slip your hand in and you feel an object inside. Small, compact. Are you going to try to pull it out or like just feel it and let go? I don't. I can describe it to you. I'm, here's it's my guess. About it, does it feel like a pocket watch? <laughs> it's about the same size of it. You can't feel a little knob at the top, so it's not quite a pocket watch. I think I'll pull it out. It's then. heavy as well. Pull it out? Yeah. Okay. You pull it out. You have a quick split second before Genevieve snatches out of your hand, but you notice it's obsidian black and it's ornate, um, but you do see um, a needle and an end, so you assume before she snatches it away that it's a compass of sorts. Darn it, more questions, not answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the murderer was... Was this the same pocket she reached into in that loop? Yes. So the, did it feel magical? Did it feel outside the realms of the exhibit? Yes. That question. Yes. In fact, you felt a little fuzzy when you touched it. Fuzzy how? Like cloudy, some static going on in your brain. Kind of kind of dulled from the experience. <sighs> okay. Um, how does she react to, to snatching it back? Um, she uh, tries to play it off as playful, like, Elliot, what are you doing? Sit and listen to the speech. It's almost over. And what what does it look like in her eyes? Uh, it's not, She's not playing around. <laughs> so she's keeping up pretenses. Dead serious. Mm-hmm. What do I know about Genevieve? Like, what have I heard from Kira mm. or others? Uh, I don't know that you've asked. Okay, well, I can't rightly ask while she's in our presence. I will note, at this moment, uh, Etienne leaves the stage, Margaret goes up there, and then um, Gavril, you see Gavril come down and confront Etienne for a little bit. Yeah, has a drink in one hand, and is just talking to him, like, but you can keep going, just one little time sure. thing, so. Um... Uh, I think I'll I'll excuse myself and, and go over to Gavril real quick, if I can. Okay. Yeah. You try to stop him. Um, he does double take, and uh, he has two drinks, and he looks at you and asks, what, what, what can I do for you? Hi, I don't think we've met yet. Uh, I am Professor Turton, and uh, I believe you are the nephew of Mr. Uh, Cousteau. Yes, but I earned my place here in this museum through merit. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean to... Seems like a touchy subject. Uh, Oh, oh, I didn't mean to be uh, confrontational. I didn't mean to imply anything. Um, I I was just wanting to ask, how's your health? It's fine. Thank you. If you excuse me, he pushes past you and heads into the Viking exhibit. I just want to know why this guy dies of a heart attack. <laughs> and I don't know how to do that besides asking, do you feel okay? <laughs> how, how does one prevent a heart attack? I don't know. 
I should have gone to training. That is a great question. Is there a doctor in this house, in this museum? You know, there's not necessarily a doctor, a medical doctor. You do know that Julian is an expert on tropical diseases. Mm. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, okay. So there could maybe be something going on there. Did Gavarel go on the expedition with uh, Julian? I believe he did, yes? He did. Okay, interesting. Okay. The three people you know went on that exhibit, or exhibition, expedition, (laughs) Gavril, Julian, and Margaret. Okay. Oh, yeah, Margaret. Back at the table, who is still there? Are they all still sitting there? Back at the table. Um, You see Genevieve is still there. Kira is gone. Julian is gone. Did I see which way Kira, uh, Kira went? <laughs> Which way were you facing when you were talking to Gavril? <laughs> I don't... Y- you tell me. You can... You know where mm. people are spatially. I'm going to say you did not see where she slipped off to. Okay. Well, I'll go back to the table where Genevieve is. And now that it's okay. just her and I, is her disposition a little different? She seems a little more relaxed. She's fiddling with her glass. And nods to you as you sit down and smiles briefly. And she was sort of introduced to me as my plus one, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take out my pocket Watson and set it on the table. Um, not looking at her, not m- not motioning for it to be anything other than a casual moment, but I'm going to kind of track if she notices. She notices. She looks at it. Does she seem scared of it or surprised? I don't know, but there's definitely a reaction to it. Yes, tell me more. Uh, like, uh, recognition? Not recognition. If you were to guess, perhaps it's hard to know how well you can read a person. <laughs> but, yeah, if you had to guess, like, recognition could definitely be a pos- possible reaction. Possible emotion from this re- reaction. Man, I, I, don't, I don't know how deep to go with this, but I guess I'll say... I'll say... Genevieve, do you do you know what this is? Uh, Elliot, what do you think you're playing at? Uh, what are you doing sitting here? You should be out there. Go! Doing what? Don't, don't. Is this a game to you? Well, it certainly seems like one to you. Now, if you excuse me. She stands and gestures for you to get moving. Okay, I'm gonna uh, just, as she's gesturing, I'm gonna just one last thing, kind of get close mm-hmm. and whisper intensely. Who killed Etienne? That is your job. In five minutes, that man falls from the roof. Good luck. All right. <laughs> and she walks away? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. She She's in on it to some extent. She knows. She knows about the loop. She might be initiating the yeah. loop. Okay. I'm I'm glad that I wasn't barking up the wrong tree. I'm glad that she actually there's something <laughs> that was off about her. Okay. Um I could go watch the murder happen again, but I want to know where other people are. I know that everyone will be there. Everyone will come to the body. So, you know what? I think I'll walk upstairs to the Sumerian sundial. Okay. So you walk upstairs to the main area. You see the Sumerian sundial with the spotlight on it. It's all it's dials and moving bits all in crazy array. Yeah, could you help me more under um, like visualize what it looks like? 
I, I know that you've done this before. Yes. Imagine like a the post of a globe and then a pole going up. And then instead of a globe, it's just thin rings and discs circling each other. Um, if you inspect closer, you can see what look like possibly characters. Um, and you suspect that you can rotate things. Can I reach over the the guide rail and start moving it? Yes. You suspect there'd be a sensor, but it does look like you could reach over and mess with it. I, I will do that. I'm going to hop over the, the bar. Okay. How much are you messing with this? How surreptitiously? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not making it look like I'm stealing it or taking it. Um, I just want to get my okay. hands on it and, and start spinning parts around. You just want to start spinning dials. Okay, so you oh, no. <laughs> start spinning dials. You get some resistance at a little part, um, and so you go just past that, kind of stop. And then whiteness comes over you, and everything is white for a second. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything. And then you're standing in front of the artifact. You look up, and it is... 6.30. It is 6.30. Is that the usual start? It's not. Nope. No. Usual start is 7. Oh my gosh. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. But there was no shattering of glass, was there? No shattering of glass. Nope. Oh my gosh. Ken, all right. I clearly have done something here. Mm -hmm. What? Uh... Can can I discern how far back does this thing go? Is it was it wired to a specific time and I've set it to a new one? Like, can I discern any of that? Yes. So you suspect you could set it to different times. You discern that um, you could probably fiddle with it, and you, it was set to a time, but you were fiddling with it, changed things. So, <sighs> can it go further back? Uh, yes. However. Outside, I can tell you, as the further you go back, the less likely you are to find good information. You can spend a couple loops going back and back and back and just goofing around the museum if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> so you you not only planned out a time loop, you planned out before the time loop to also be a time loop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So I have an extra 30 minutes. You do. I don't see anything on this thing that makes it look like when the timer ends, do I? Looking at the characters, you're not really sure, but you would guess that probably still nine. Okay. Well, the, all right. The thing is, there's only one thing I know for sure that happens before the loop that I want to know, and that is the cloakroom attendant. So I'm going to head there. All right. So, you walk down the stairs, walk past the gala. As you walk down, you see this instrument player setting up. You see Genevieve actually going into the jungle room, and you continue on down. You see uh, the T-Rex is still there. There is a cart full of something in front of the T-Rex. Foam? Uh, You go over to the cart. Yeah, this is foam. You go over to the cloakroom, look inside. The attendant is standing upright. He nods and waves to you and asks, What can I do for you, sir? Uh, oh, oh, nothing. Just uh, perusing the museum. Ah, 
Right. Well, enjoy your enjoy your visit. Oh man. There are so many things I didn't do in that last loop. I needed to ask someone about the lady. I needed to knock someone out with the chloroform. I didn't do that, dang it. Ah, <laughs> oh, useless. <laughs> I, can, can we fast track loops in the future? Can I be like, do everything necessary? Yeah, okay. yeah you can speed to specific points. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to play through everything. You can speed through things yeah, if you but want. But also, do I so. want to do that? It's fun to, to see new parts of the story. All right, is... Oh, <laughs> um, while the attendant has his back turned, can I get into the foam pit? <laughs> Which one? The the pit of actual foam. Of actual foam? You certainly can. I, I want to get in so deep that, like, I can't be seen. You're, like, buried. Okay, cool. So, you go snuggle into the foam pit, the actual foam, which is in front of the dinosaur skeleton. Right. So, you're in there, you're waiting for a couple minutes. After a moment, you hear footsteps outside the cart, and all of a sudden, you're moving. My head springs out like a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you spring out of the cart of foam into the very surprised face of... A message from the curator. Who killed Etienne Cousteau? Cliffhangers are rude, I know. But here we are. It's your last chance to learn the moves of the Gala Dance. <laughs>